Um, you have such like a, a low voice warm-ups. You probably don't want to sing too high in your warm-ups. I do you ever do you ever do any kind of warming up or anything? You just go for it. Nope. No, I don't do nothing. You, you don't have to. You shouldn't. If anything, you probably should have like a drink before you start, right? I wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> this is Earbender, where we have amazing people bend our ears and unpack one tale that will live in the internet history books for all time. Because everyone has one great story. This is Yearbender, and I'm your host, Alexi. Tony Bodell is a singer and drainage extraordinaire from London. He's a giant human being with one of the lowest voices on TikTok. His resonant, guttural tone, long beard, and his thick accent makes him slightly scary to interview, but he promises to be a lovable giant that'll keep your pipes clean and clear. Listen very closely to this clip. And see if you could pick out his voice from this ensemble. I know, I know you belong to somebody new, but tonight you belong to me. <laughs> that was fantastic how did you decide to hang out with them and sing with them for that one yeah it's a duet that one i just saw it come up and a few a few people do it and i always think i can do it lower than you most of tiktok they explain it to you and they say <laughs> that you're supposed to pull it out put it in garage band do some stuff to it then bring it back in and that is mm. not touched i don't rip it off rip rip the sound put it into garage band or logic then adjust the bass. I just do it live. Look at you. That's why I've always got my earbuds. That is just you and your earbuds yeah. the end. In the van. Yeah. <laughs> In the van for work. Cause well, I am a drainage engineer. Well, I basically push poo for a living. <laughs> Tony, welcome to Earbender. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> I, I kind of <laughs> missed that part because, you know, I'm <laughs> very what? busy. Very busy. That's, That's good. It's good. I'm sure you're a conversation piece no matter where you go. What do people bring up the most? Is it your voice, your beard, or your height? It depends. It's not always in the same order because most of the time I don't speak to people because... It's not about what order it is. What I'm what I'm kind of asking is what happens most frequently? What do they bring up most of the time? It's my height. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're saying you don't talk to people, so... If I talk to people, I scare them. <laughs> Especially at work, like, you get you knock on people's doors, and if I know it's an elderly person, I take about three steps back. Yes. And then I put on my posh voice and soften it a little bit, just because I don't want to scare them, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It freaks people out when I phone ahead on a job, when I go, um, hi there, it's Tony here. Um, I'm going to be 10 minutes, I'm going to unblock you during the night, and I go, hello, mate, how you doing? How, how, how tall are you i am six seven so yeah that's that's too much for a lot of people that's that's Absolutely. about two meters right yeah just over you right and that's doofy and that's doofy over two meters i never yeah. heard of a doofy before i'm well, gonna learn a lot from you today I a, think. a doofy was in place of another word <laughs> <laughs> well that's great that's fantastic oh how do you keep your beard in such perfect like i know people can't see it right now but you get this lush beard how do you keep it in such a perfect order do you use like oils and waxes and conditioners and stuff or what now all i'm doing is i've got a heated brush beard conditioner and shampoo then dry it out naturally then put the uh, beard oil in whatever flavor you like whatever flavor you like do you go to a, a beard store and get different no kinds of i normally i normally just wait for, i wait for christmas and birthdays and people just buy me it so it's great melon apple and 
bergamot. From your voice, I, I don't consider you a, a melon apple in, what was it, burger? Uh, bergamot. I don't even know what it is myself. <laughs> it sounds good. What's your like go-to karaoke song? You have such like a, a low voice. Everyone probably wants you to do like Old Man River and Crash Test Dummies. You know what I mean? A few people have asked for that, but when, I mean... I used to run a karaoke years ago when I was like 21. But I, I used to sit, weirdly enough, I used to, I was singing tenor for a long time until someone pulled me to one side about six, seven years ago. I went, wait, you're a bass. Stop right. singing tenor. <laughs> and then I went, well, that was easy. <laughs> All of a sudden, singing is a lot more fun and yeah. less harsh on my voice. Absolutely. Yeah, you doing Hurt would, would kill. Johnny Cash. That's one of my favorite ones, actually. Yeah. Oh, man. Is there a bass that you respect? Do you know one of any basses? Abby Kaplan. Who's that? He was the original bass in Pentatonics. Why isn't he in the group anymore? I mean, I don't follow close enough to know. I think I think he left. He had he wanted to do his own music, which he's been doing. Okay. He follows me on TikTok. No way. Yes. That's pretty cool. <laughs> he spoke to me twice in personal message. Only twice. One was nice one brother and the other one was sweet i think keep up with that guy <laughs> yeah, absolutely nice. so for uh warm-ups you probably don't want to sing too high in your warm-ups I do you don't. ever do you ever do any kind of warming up or anything you just go for it nope no i don't do nothing you, you don't have to you shouldn't if anything you probably should have like a drink before you start right that wouldn't be a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> nah no nah, i've noticed with people i always think at karaoke if i get drunk i'll sound amazing and they never do yeah, absolutely <laughs> Tony, when I look at you, I think Julia Roberts. You know what I mean? 100%. <laughs> you know, you're, you're from London, and I'm trying to think of, like, London movies and stuff, and I thought of, like, Notting Hill. Would you do this dialogue with me? Absolutely. I'll be Hugh Grant. You be Julia Roberts. you got to do the English accent, though. No, zero English yeah, accent. I'm absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So this this part, what what's happening is like she's coming into the. Have you you have you seen Notting Hill before? Oh, I have indeed. You have how many times? Fantastic, have you seen? at least ten. At least ten times. When's the last mm. time you saw Notting Hill? About two weeks ago. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Can you explain this scene to me in the in the bookstore? Explain the scene. So she walks in. She's been naughty to him, really. Okay. She's not been very nice. Right. Basically, she realizes I think that she loves him, and then she gives him a present, and then just says remember okay hold on hold on okay well we'll do we'll do the lines here we'll do the lines here i live in notting hill you live in beverly hills everyone in the world knows who you are my mother has trouble remembering my name okay fine fine good decision good decision the fame isn't really real you know don't forget i'm also just a girl Standing in front of a boy. Asking him to love her. That just warmed my heart. That was perfect. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever been on stage? Have you ever done anything, no. or anything like no, that? I, funny enough, I, had a, I did a job unblocking some guy's sink. He said, you ever done any acting? And I said, no. And he said, here's my card. What? Yeah, here's my card. A talent, talent agency. Um, he reckons he can get me some roles in a gangster film or something. Just standing there looking a bit mean. And then you called him the next day. I didn't call him the next day, but I called him this week. And he's, I've just got to do a couple of bits and pieces. But the wait, wait with this me, just happened? This just happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't nonchalant, yeah, yeah, with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this happens to me all the time. People give me their cards. It doesn't, like, but, uh, but yeah, so he's, he reckons he can get me some roles. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Bodell, the A-list actor. 
Okay, I hear it. D-list actor. <laughs> Tony, we want to get to understand your essence. Would you be willing to play a game with us today? Absolutely. Kiss, marry, kill. Answer me quick. It's just a silly game. Life doesn't depend on it. Or does it? Lovely, isn't it? Have you ever played a Kiss, Mary Kill before? I've played a different version, but not Kiss, Mary Kill. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to give you three words. You're going to tell me to Kiss, Mary Kill, which one you want, okay? Gotcha. Since you're, since you're going to be a big-time A-list actor, please, if you were going to be on a walk-on role, what show would it be? Would it be um, Downton Abbey, Doctor Who, Mr. Bean, Kiss, Mary Kill, Tony? Mary Doctor Who. You'd marry Doctor Who. Okay. Are you a fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's been on since like the 60s. When did yeah. you start your fandom? With the newer series, um, you had Christopher Eccleston and then David Tennant, I think, is by far the best Doctor ever. Okay, so you're, you're marrying Doctor Who. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. I'm kissing Mr. Bean. <laughs> What's wrong with Downton Abbey? Oh, it's awful. Out of those three, I think Downton Abbey is the biggest thing in America. Not that it's huge this today. It was a few years ago or whatever. But. Yeah, it's, yeah, I understand why it is because you, you guys over there love a bit of history. <laughs> well, supposedly you do too, right? Well, yeah, we do, but we, we've got our own. We just we, we don't nick other people. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some weird, savory English foods, Tony. Okay. You tell me what you'll kiss, Mary kill, black pudding, jellied eels, oh, wow. marmite. That's a tough one. Can you explain jellied eels? Have you had that before? I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch it with a barge pub. How, how do you? How do you even know about it? I looked it up on the internet. I was just hoping that you'd be an expert on it. I'm not an expert. I know what it is. It's basically that's what it is. It's jellied eels. That's what it is. It's just cut up eel in some kind of like thick jelly, right? Yeah, it's grim. And then and then marmite. Explain marmite. Do you know the slogan for marmite? What's that? You either love it or you hate it. <laughs> is that is that a joke with everybody? No, or? I hate it. <laughs> I can't stand it. It's horrible. What Tony just said is the slogan for Marmite. You either love it or you hate it. That's literally what they put in the advertisements, on the commercials, everything. But they're yeah. they're expecting people to hate this. And they still, like, that's that's how they sell it. Do, uh, do all your friends think the same way? And actually, no. everyone hates it? Some of them love it. it. Some of them love it. Some of them hate it. Okay. Then the, the, oh. the advertisements are very, very true. They are indeed. Kiss Mary Kill, buddy. What you got? This is tough. Well, I'd kiss the Marmite. I'd kill the Jelly Deals, even though they're already dead. <laughs> and I love black pudding, so I'd, I'd marry the black pudding. Because black pudding is what? Um, it's, it's probably going to sound even probably worse than the Jelly Deals, to be fair. It's dried pig's blood, fried up in a sausage form. It's beautiful. I've had uh, black pudding before I knew what it was, and it was delightful. It was a great time. You're really into boxing, so I was oh. just picking some, some boxers to kiss, marry, kill. George Foreman, Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul. Kill Logan Paul. <laughs> Logan Paul is the is the YouTube sensation that went to boxing, yeah? Yes, indeed, apparently. That's what you can call him. And uh, George Foreman is of George Foreman Grills. You know, that's that's a big yeah. deal. Also, the oldest ever heavyweight champion. Look at you. He won the heavyweight championship. I think he was 43 or 44 and won the heavyweight title back. Awesome. And Floyd Mayweather, he's unbeaten. And he's got, um, you know, diamond-encrusted mouth guards and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's a bit much, but... God, kiss, Mary kill. Logan Paul's dead. Kiss Floyd Mayweather, marry George Foreman. Oh, who wouldn't want to marry George Foreman? His smile oh, great. goes for days. So, so you're addicted to sweets and you have a healthy amount of road rage. Tony, tell me what sweets you would kiss, marry, kill in heavy traffic. I like Skittles. 
I just can't think. I eat so many. I like Malwam. Malwam, fantastic. Say it again, Malwam. 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 No. <laughs> I, I like how you sung it to make it better. Yeah. Malwam. I'm thinking about South Sweets now. Toxic waste. I love them. Marry toxic waste. I'd kiss Malwam. Oh, what would I kill? Malwam pimples. I'd kill them because they, they just. No, I changed my mind. Wine gums, the really chewy ones that get stuck in your teeth. I killed him. Oh, ding ding, wine gums. They're the worst. Oh, they're horrible, man. Thanks for playing our game. No worries. There's no point and no score, but I guess you probably won. Yes, you totally did win. Yeah. Absolutely. Who you been talking to? so tony there's a lot of interview shows out there that want to know your biography of your entire life from beginning to end and Mm -hmm. every landmark in between with every birthday and every card that you got and it could get heavy and too much and boring all i want from you and i think would be a best way and boring one thing that i want from you is a story for people to get to understand you better so tony would you bend our ears absolutely as everyone now knows I'm a drainage engineer. I've been doing it for about 20 years. What's the difference between a drainage engineer and a plumber? Plumbers do the clean work. We do the dirty work. I think I got it. Yeah, but plumbers do mains water. We do man's water. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I was. I, I do 24-hour call-outs. It's, it's horrible. I'm, I'm out till like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning most nights. When I'm on call, not every night. On call-out, waiting for the phone to go, and I get a phone call from this woman. Bowling her eyes out. Crying her eyes out. I'm trying to calm her down on the phone. I said, what's the matter? So you're doing the 24-hour on-call, and this lady calls, bawling her eyes out. Yeah. So she's distraught, and basically, she has lost her cat in a new house. So I'm thinking, right, so why are you calling a drainage engineer? Because I've got right. nothing to do with me. You don't call the fire brigade, or I don't know, RSPCA. I wouldn't know who to call. I would call the, yeah, the fire department, possibly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the reason she called us is because we have drain cameras. Still, okay. I don't have a clue what they're talking about. Right. There's no way that a cat went down a drain. Right? No, it didn't no. go down a drain. It went under a floorboard. <laughs> <laughs> basically, we didn't know where under the floor it was, and then we had to work out, and we were basically trying to figure out where it was best to cut the initial hole. Yeah. Banging the floor, see so if we could hear, we couldn't hear nothing. We couldn't hear no cats. So we just thought we'll go near the door. So okay, you're you're banging you're banging around at different parts mm. of the of the house of the floor. Yeah. You think you know where it entered, but you have no clue where it, it could be anywhere in the house. It now. could be anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You're banging around like crazy. But, but you're not hearing anything. Basically, she'd moved in, opened the kitchen cupboards. There's a massive gaping hole underneath the kitchen where the trap is and all the pipe work is. And the cat's gone in there, so she reckons, and has gone under the floorboards. So she's saying, can you please come down because you have a drainage camera. We have a, a builder on site, a carpenter, who is willing to cut the floor open. And I'm thinking that's not going to work because he's going to use a circular saw. It could potentially rip the cat to pieces, but that's why they wanted the camera. Oh, no. Wait, wait, there's a, there's a, there's a cat in the floor they have somebody there that's going to saw the floor and hopefully mm-hmm. not hit the cat absolutely and they want you to come over and do what keep an eye on the cat with a camera <laughs> basically and to locate it as well because i didn't know where under the floor is there's i was i was on 24 hour call out so after five o'clock all the calls are coming are emergencies so it could Got be it. anything from a block sink to block toilet block main drain or cat in floor <laughs> so <laughs> So anyway, I turn up, we've got the carpenter, and he's, he reckons he knows where the cat is. He said, but he's cut a little hole by the side. By the- is the cat, like, squealing or anything? Is it crying out? Nothing. Couldn't hear a thing. So I've looked under the floor, got the camera out, started out, had a look. We looked under one bit, we couldn't see the cat, but then I looked under another bit, and there was this big black lump of fur 
about four meters away from the hole. That's far away. So you you had to like, did you bring the camera out four meters to see the the cat? We knew it was a cat. It was a, a black bum. Right. And you could see the tail. It had a little like white tip. Yeah, the cat's name was Nala. Nala the cat. So we knew it was a cat, but it wasn't. You couldn't see it breathing or nothing. And obviously, this camera's got an LED light, and it gets quite hot. Oh, <laughs> you could burn the cat if you get it too close. I say poke the cat. Just give it a little tap, just to see if it would move. Because hopefully, no. it moved. It didn't. So we, was the cat dead? I thought it was dead because it weren't moving. They weren't making no noise, no nothing. So I had to pull it back and then tape the camera. So we've got a measurement a foot away from the cat. We've said to the carpenter, X marks the spot. Oh my God. Just don't cut the cat. That's great initiative. Like, well done with your math, thinking a problem out, tap them, pull back about a foot. Then you'll make sure not to hit them. As long as everything's accurate, as long as that cat's not going to move, as long as that cat's dead, like you think it is. Well, I mean, even if it was dead, I don't think we should be cutting on top of it. <laughs> so, so. And so when, when he's putting in the saw and it's just mm-hmm. it's going down, is he just going for it? No, he he, he was being quite gentle to be fair. Because I'm just oh, we were worried that cat was gonna scurry back into the saw. The guy the guy's cut the floor, cut her, I don't know, probably about a foot square. First of all, before we sent the lady in to pull the cat out, I'm going <laughs> just to see if it had moved. It didn't. <laughs> and so, and and with the buzzing saw. Well, that's the other thing. We kept the camera there as well. Obviously, while while because I can see the saw coming through the floor with the camera, yeah. and I thought the noise is going to freak it out because that's the other thing. If we start sawing and it does start moving, it might start coming backwards, go straight into the saw. I mean, normally I'd, I'd think it'd probably go away from the sound, but who knows if it's all crackers? Do you know what I mean, it's scared. Did you, you and the guy with the saw, are you guys looking at each other like, what are we going to tell this woman or anything like that? Or oh god, yeah. When he was looking at the camera with me, and I'm, I'm poking it, burning its bottom with a the hot lights yeah and it ain't moving and we're both looking at each other like that looks pretty dead to me (laughs) (laughs) oh no i shouldn't be laughing like no. this is her cat and this is a big deal and uh people uh treat their pets as as their children and that's a horrible feeling for sure absolutely it's gonna be no even worse feeling telling the woman he's dead oh man oh god can you imagine that (laughs) so (laughs) so you see you cut you cut a hole uh, a foot away from the cat into yeah. this person's new place that they just moved into. Absolutely, yeah, brand new floor. And then, and then the, the, we got the lady to basically try and entice it out as well. What did she move. do to entice it out? She just she did well. the same thing you did. Okay, she did the same it. thing, like all that rubbish that they do with cats, and and uh, that didn't work. So she ended up just grabbing it and pulling it, and then started moving and wiggling back with her, and then. She it's grabbed it by the tail and yeah. and no problems. And you're the heroes of the day. And- we're the heroes of the day. We've got a lovely tip. The company was going to charge. And then the company said, no, no, we were not going to charge. Just tell her to oh. report it to the newspaper. <laughs> this went to the news. Nice. I mean, how did it get to the news? Did she call and say like. She, she did. She did call. That's why she got it for free. And so you got in the paper. PR department got hold of me. They interviewed me, asked me what my name was. And then when I looked, they called me Tony Odell. <laughs> And I was a plumber. And I was like, I'm a drainage engineer. What are you talking about? All of a sudden, you're not a hero anymore. You just go back to work and you're done. Then I, a couple, I think it was about a month later, I had another instance of a kitten that went missing in another house. Another kitten? Another, Yeah, a little, a little kitten got, uh, basically, I fell through a hole in a floor. They, they called me. My office phoned me and they said, Tone, you saved the last cat. Do you want to save another one? Plus, it was in a ceiling and I'm six or seven. So... <laughs> <laughs> This one was a lot easier. It only took about an hour. Dangled it and it, it come close. And then I, with my great big man end, I just whoop, got it by the scruff of its neck and pulled it straight out. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Tony, you're trying to tell me that eight o'clock at night, you get a call because you're, you're on the night shift and any call that you get is going to be an emergency at this point. And the emergency is that there's a cat that's stuck in a floor. You go to the place. This woman is bawling and in tears. Nala is the cat, a little black and white cat that needs your help. And you want to saw into the floor, but you don't know exactly where the cat is. So you're stomping around trying to find the cat. The cat's probably dead, but you still don't want to saw this cat. So blood isn't everywhere. And you're going to make this owner even more sad than she already is coming into a new place without her precious pet. You find the cat, you poke it with a hot poker, thinking that it will jump. You try to get that cat to move to to bite to anything because later on you were able to move a cat around with those kind of tactics but that didn't happen you and this other guy are talking to each other using hardcore mathematician math and are able to get the cat free the owner pulls it by the tail and gets it out and then you got into the paper they spelled your name wrong they told you you have a different occupation than you actually have and then you're known as the the cat savior is that what you're trying to tell me tony Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, this is Heartbender. This is the part of our talk where we find out what people feel in their heart for you. I would like to say, I think Tony is one of the most honest, genuine, and talented guys I've ever met. And I have such a respect for him as a man, as a dad, and as a friend. That was Simon. Hey, big guy. I just want you to know I love you very much, and the last two years have been incredible. Thank you for being my love, my support, and my friend, and I hope everyone else sees just how special you are, like I do. That was Lorena. Hey, Big T, with the big heart. This man is really worlds apart. Kind and caring and wonderful guy. Would do anything for anyone. That's no lie. I think that was a rhyme. On another note, he tries to hide that he's a massive softie. But I love that side of him, even when he lets his ENFPs-ness take over <laughs> and showboats. That was from Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's the 16 personalities. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, you gave us so much. Your audience wants more. If someone wanted to find out more about you, give our audience the encore they're looking for. If you want to check out my TikTok, it's uh, at BassBarrettsOnly85. And if you want to check out my Smule, it's Bass baritone. Very nice. Yes. You can see all the low songs. You could croon, croon with Tony. Please go to my Patreon page for extras on this podcast, extras on the Smeal musical that I'm writing, and other extras on my music, Alexi Music, A-L-E-X-I-M-U-Z-I-C. And be sure to subscribe to Earbender. It helps this podcast out so much. Thanks for being on the show, Tony. Take it easy, man. Thank you. And remember. Every day can have a story that's amazing. When you find it, we're all ears. (laughs) 